The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Thursday night football, week four of the 2023 NFL season. Lions at Packers. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Taking the Points podcast, part of the SB Nation NFL show, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use promo code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That's code SBNFL, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Chris Dunnels, at Chris Dunnels on Twitter. Joined, as always, by Jay Spence. Jay Spence, say hello to the people. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, Chris? I feel like you're going to have a good... I feel like you're going to be energetic this week. No, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be energetic, but I'm going to be a little sad over uh, my New Orleans Saints and what we've got at quarterback there. But you know what? This isn't about the New Orleans Saints. This is about the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers. Second time we've had the Lions on Thursday Night Football here. So, yeah. big picture for this game. What are you thinking? Well, big picture overall, I, I, you know, I think that the Lions are a much better team. I'm not sure why. So, you know, over on DraftKings Sportsbook right now, um, as of the time of this show, the the, the spread is at uh, one and a half in favor of the, the Lions. And to me, that's that's way too close. I get that we're talking about a game at Lambeau Field. But um, I think I think the Lions, you know, if you were to give I, I would at least go five here. You know, I think the Lions are a much better team. Wow. Okay. So to be clear again, for the listeners out there, we are recording this pretty late uh, in the night on Tuesday. So obviously depending on when you're listening to this, check back what the line could be, but yes, right now it is lions minus one and a half. I think it opened or I saw at one point it was lions minus one. So it's actually grown just a little bit to minus one and a half, but you're saying Mm -hmm. if this was lions minus four, minus four and a half, you're still liking the lions here. Absolutely. I think, um, at least for me, I look at I look at what the Lions have and they're still going to be without one of their best offensive weapons due to a suspension. But uh, I think I love I love St. Brown as a receiver. I love their running back room. I love their rookie tight end. And I'm going to talk about him a little bit later as uh, probably not probably he's going to be my Thor pick of the week. Um, I love everything about about what their offense is doing. I just think that, you know, if Jared Goff can uh, protect the ball, which he's done. This season, you know, and I think if he can continue that, man, we're going to see something going to see something really special. So I, I take it then based on what you're saying, your love of the Lions is more based on everything you're seeing from the Lions, not necessarily what you're seeing out of the Packers. Is that right? Well, it's both. Uh, so for the Packers, for me, you know, it's I think we basically see the same team we saw last year without Aaron Rodgers. And uh, depending on who you talk to, you know, I think the performance is similar to a last year injured Aaron Rodgers. His thumb wasn't right. So we didn't see the best version of Aaron Rodgers. So we saw uh, an offense that was kind of held back in my opinion, versus what we've seen in years prior. And I think you're going to get the same type of output with Jordan love. I, I just haven't seen anything yet that makes me feel like he's a special quarterback. Well, again, you're talking to a saints fan who just saw Jordan love and the Packers score 18 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to come back mm-hmm. and beat the New Orleans Saints 18 to 17. So I wouldn't go so far as to say we just haven't seen Jordan Love because he, he's shown up when it's mattered. He fell a little short against the Falcons in week two, but last week he looked like a good quarterback. 
I don't know. I think, you know, if, if yeah, first you're right, they, they did come back in the fourth quarter, but I think that has a lot to do with a, the defense didn't allow the saints to score anymore after that 17th point they, that it was a shutout after 17 points. And with Derek Carr going down, I'm not saying that you absolutely want to win that game as a saints fan, but I just, we would have, we would have, I think you would have won. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. um, while I, I can applaud the, the comeback and I think it was a good comeback, it's still the circumstance matters. And, uh, when you provide context to that, I just, again, I, I, there's nothing that makes me feel like he's special, but I could be wrong. You know, I've been wrong plenty of times. <laughs> like last week, I was wrong quite a bit on these bets. So who knows? Yeah, you've got a good wrong streak coming. So we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about that in a little bit. But I want to go over the over-under because that line has moved a little bit as well. So mm-hmm. total points right now are 46 for the game. The, the two teams combined from over or under 46. What are you thinking? Is this going to be a shootout? Is this going to be a blowout where the Lions win by you know a touchdown or two and the Packers aren't really able to do anything? What do you see with this 46 line? I'm actually going to take the over. and It's not going to be over by a ton. I don't think it's going to be like a 35-30 game. But I think, you know, I have the Lions kind of scoring 30. And I think, you know, you, you got Green Bay around there maybe, you know, all they have to do at that point is score 16, 17 points to hit that. So I could see the 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 Packers scoring 17 to 20 points uh, this game. So, yeah, I'm going to take the over. Yeah, so individually right now, the Lions over-under is 23.5. Uh, the Packers over-under at 22.5. So, again, just showing how tight or similar these two teams are projected to be with this game here at Lambeau. So it sounds like you're thinking Lions over their projection of 23.5, but Packers possibly under theirs. Yeah, correct. I'm going to I'm I'm going to go with that 30 to 17 range. So that's where I'm going to go with it. You know, it's important, though, to talk about Jordan Love against the the Saints defense last week, because while the Packers defense shut down the Saints offense in the second half, granted, it was with Jameis Winston, at quarterback. The New Orleans Saints defense is nothing to snuff at. I know for a long time their defense was one of the laughing stocks in the mm-hmm. NFL, but they've got a really good group of defenders back there. So for Jordan Love to put up points on a New Orleans Saints defense, granted that was without a couple pieces in the secondary, but still to move the ball against a defense that is probably going to be one of the top third in the NFL, I think is something we shouldn't just dismiss and say, oh, well, it's only because the Packers defense put a hold on the Saints offense. No, no. The Packers offense was able to move the ball with Jordan Love at quarterback against a very talented, very good Saints defense. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And again, I'm, I just always try to provide the context. And I feel like I believe in momentum and I believe in in momentum swings. And when something happens to where your team is deflated, you know, if your leader, your quarterback goes down, I think that kind of takes the air out of both sides of the ball. Just because Carr is not on the field with your defense, it doesn't mean that your defense won't be affected by that. So I just I think watching the game and, you know, I ran it back because I knew I'd get a chance to talk to you. So I watched it and I just I, honest to God, I just feel like, you know, Derek Carr, if he if if he didn't get injured, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Well, speaking of momentum, both teams are coming into week four off a win. So mm-hmm. obviously the, the Saints ended up blowing their 17 point lead to the Packers. The Lions beat the NFC South rival to the Saints Falcons 20 to six there in yeah. Detroit. So both teams are riding a little bit of momentum uh, in that Falcons-Lions game. The Lions got on the board first with an early field goal and then never looked back. We have talked about the first scoring play of the game each week now. And just as a quick refresher, in week one, we, we brought in stats, and stats was right. I, I, I can't remember what the pick was, but he ended up making the right call. Week two, the three of us all picked something different. And we were all wrong. <laughs> Week three is heartbreaking for me right now because I picked the right call for the first score of the game. I said San Francisco 49ers field goal, first score of the game. And that was right. That's what happened. <laughs> but what did I let happen to me? I let my hubris, I let, I let Jay Spence get in my head and talk me into something else. And he said, well, why don't you pick the Giants field goal? Why don't you really go out on a limb? And I did. I let him get to me, and I can't believe it. I'm, it's never happening again. Spence, get out of my head. Move out. You're done. I'm not letting you do that to me again. So new week, new me. First score of the game, Lions touchdown at plus 215. Lions field goal at plus 330. 
Packers touchdown at plus 215 and Packers field goal at plus 340. Being the gentleman I am, because that's that's what they say about me. I'm a gentleman. Spence, go first. What do you want? I'm going Packers field goal plus 340. I think uh, with them being at home, they're going to, you know, whoever gets the ball first, I don't think it matters here. I think the Packers are going to come out with some energy and try to get their crowd into it. They're not going to score a touchdown because Jordan Love just ain't that guy, but they are going to get in position to kick a field goal, and then it's just going to go bad from there. Like, it's just going to go bad. All right, again, the gentleman in me. Stats, what are you liking? I'm going to go Lions field goal. And this goes against a lot of what I feel about Jared Goff because I'm still not a Jared Goff guy. I just think he he needs so much to be around him to be effective. But he can move the ball a little bit. So I think he'll go down the field, but I think they'll stall out in the red zone. So I'll take Lions field goal first score of the game. Absolutely not. You're both wrong, and that's okay. He's going to go Jared Goff on that field, and it's going to be Lions touchdown at plus 215. Okay. I'm not upset if that happens. Lions TD, calling it now. I'm not upset if that happens. I, you know, I, again, I'm I'm high on on the Detroit Lions this season. I think uh, they're going to win this division, and I think they're going to make a statement in this game. So, hey, come on out and, and guns a blazing, man. Get a touchdown right off the bat. I'm with it. Okay, I'm just making sure no one's changing my mind. No one's convincing nope. me the other way. Stats, nope. get out of here. I don't want to see your face anymore. <laughs> Please leave. Thank you. No, I'm with All it, right. man. I, I I'm actually gonna I'm gonna patch on the back for that one i'm still gonna go i'm gonna go packers field goal but i don't think yours is that bad yeah and let me take a quick second to explain to when we talked about those odds so we said lions td at plus 215 or lions field goal at plus 330 spence explain what what does that mean what does plus 330 mean so plus 330 is your odds uh so when you see something that uh has the plus and a number behind it so in this case plus 330 it means that the potential payout for a winning bet is $330 for every $100 wagered. Uh, the plus sign, it just indicates that uh, it's an underdog. So when you see the minus, that's the that's the per, that's the the team that's favored. Plus is the underdog and less likely to, to win the outcome of that bet. So right here, you can make some money. You can really make, make a decent little piece of change depending on uh, if Chris is wrong again or if I'm right. So I think a good example would be talking about the money line because we didn't really mention that. So right now, the... Packers are the underdog at plus 102, meaning you bet $100 on the Packers, it'll pay out 102. The Lions are the favorite at minus 122. So if you want to win $100, you have to wager $122 in order to make that happen. Spence, you were so good at explaining things. I want you to explain again for the people the idea of a parlay because we're going to start diving into those. Yeah, so a parlay um, is is basically when it's it's like a combo bet when you have a couple of them that you stack together or a couple or more I should say not just a couple but um, you have multiple wagers combined into a single bet and it kind of multiplies you know your winnings if you do it and each each bet that you place in that parlay has to hit in order for you to win if one of those legs misses so if you get if you have a five leg parlay and four of them hit and one of them don't the entire bet loses so um, it's important for you to you know try to pick some good ones and and put them together that you think you're going to win yeah it's going to be all or nothing so if one of the parts of your parlay don't hit it doesn't matter if the other ones all did because the whole bet's a loss so for instance if you go back and listen to our show last week Every single parlay suggested by Spence was a loser, a big old stinky loser. Every one? Every single one. And that's okay. That's okay. I'm, I'm here to carry you. My shoulders are sore from carrying you this entire podcast, but that's okay. It's fine. Not, not me, though. Stats, hmm. ring the bell. At least I had a couple bets hit, including my conservative parlay. So, for instance, last week we said... 49ers would win the game. Giants would score at least nine and a half points, and the 49ers would be under 34 and a half. All three of those options had to hit for that parlay uh, to be a winner. What you got, Spence? No, you know what? I do recall, and I remember why I missed, though, too, because Brandon Ayuk was injured, and I didn't update mine to, to have another person. So there was no way possible from the very beginning of the game 
he was inactive. So, I mean, I, you're right. I, I didn't hit, but the guy wasn't active. We record this a little early. I think, I think with that one, with injury, you might have to cut me just a little bit of slack. Okay, well, I can also talk about your other, your more aggressive parlay that I think had four legs, and that was pretty brutal, too. That didn't hit either, and that's okay. It's all right. You're, you're a loser, and that's okay. We love you anyway, <laughs> all right? But do you have any parlays for us this week? I do. Where are we start? We're going to start off with our, our conservative parlay. I'm going to – listen, I'm heavy – on the Lions, like I've been saying all, all show. So I'm going to uh, go with a conservative one here. This is uh, plus 375. This is my conservative. And again, your, your, your conservative is always more aggressive than my aggressive, but so be it. Well, my aggressive this time, I, I, I feel like I, brought, I, I got everything closer. I got, you know, 375, 575, and then our, our fun one is 1,000. So I'm, I think we're closer. I just have to get our conservative down to like – I just – you take the easy road out. Yours is like plus 50. We got to, we got to get you to, to kind of bet something here, but all I'm right, going to go right, David Montgomery, anytime touchdown score. I'm going to go over 74 and a half receiving yards for St. Brown. And I'm going to double down on St. Brown and say, he's going to have over six and a half receptions. And what are those odds? Plus 375. So bet a hundred bucks, win 375. Well, my conservative parlay, again, if this is your first time listening, my conservative parlay, my goal is to try to get you to at least double your money. So bet 100, win 100. My aggressive parlay, we're going to try to look to triple. So bet 100, win 200. And then we might have a more just kind of ridiculous out there parlay that has already hit once. And I think it hit at like plus 1,200 odds. So if you would have taken that bet and, and bet 100 bucks, you would have won $1,200. But my conservative parlay this week is real simple, I think. It is Jordan Love over 175 passing yards, the Packers over 11 and a half points, and the Lions money line, meaning the Lions win the game. That is plus 160. So bet 100 bucks, we're turning it into an extra 160. What do you think about that one? I think that's easy money. I I, I would get behind that one. See, you you always are critical of my conservative parlay saying, oh, it's easy money, but they win. That's the point. Well, you put I money mean, on them and they win. Your your conservative parlays are still stinkers. They're still duds. So no, it doesn't matter what the no, odds are if they don't win. Let's go back to we, – we, you have two other weeks, and it seems like you only try to remember the one week. But that's okay. That's okay. We'll let you're, you we'll let you you're ride one and your two. You're one and two. You're one and two. I'm two and one. That, that's what matters. I've doubled you up. You've Stats, play the bell again. Play the bell again. We got L's so, in other areas for you, too, though. It's okay. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I can't wait for your, your big <laughs> apology to me. I'm going to preview it now. I can't wait to hear your apology to me at the end of this show. But let's go right into my aggressive parlay. So my aggressive parlay is still not as aggressive as Spence's conservative parlay. But here we are. So my aggressive parlay, Jared Goff, two or more passing touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, over 60 receiving yards. And mm-hmm. total points for the game, over 45 and a half or, or 46, depending on what the line is. I'm okay with either one. Those are plus 245. So bet 100, we're winning an extra 245. So that, that's a lot of lions in there again with Goff and St. Brown. So Spence, I'm assuming you're liking that one too. Yeah, I love that one. Anything that, that's showing that St. Brown is going to eat, I'm with it because he's going to. Uh, mine is, is uh, plus 575. I have AJ Dillon. This one's going to be a little bit more geared towards uh, the Green Bay Packers here. So I have A.J. Dillon with an anytime touchdown score. Um, I have Romeo Dobbs with over 39 and a half yards receiving, and Jaden Reed will have three and a half more over three and a half receptions. And repeat those odds again. Plus 375. I mean, 575. I apologize. Plus five. I like that one. I, I got a good feeling about that one. I, I like that yeah, one. I, I might too. put some money on it. So do you have a, a parlay over 1,000? Well, mine is just at a thousand, and I, and it's, it's kind, basically, it's a combination of of both minus a couple, you know. So I have AJ Dillon with the touchdown, anytime touchdown score, uh, David Montgomery with the anytime touchdown score, and I have uh, Romeo thirty nine and a half over receiving yards, and then my man Saint Brown with over seventy four and a half receiving yards, and that's a thousand, that's plus one thousand. And that is that four legs again? Yes, sir. See, when you start putting four things that have to happen in a bet for it to pay off, it always makes me nervous. That's a lot. You understand. So, understand. 
my uh, super aggressive, ultra aggressive, fun parlay, whatever you want to call it, uh, we're at plus 1,100. It's only three legs, but uh, this is assuming we're going to have a shootout. So this is Jordan Love over 275 passing yards. Jared Goff over 300 passing yards. And Packers tight end Luke Musgrave over 50 receiving yards. So I'm trying to go back to playing a tight end against the Lions defense. So Jordan Love over 275, Jared Goff over 300, and Luke Musgrave over 50. Three legs, that's it, plus 1,100. What are your thoughts on that one, Spence? I like that one. Uh, The only thing that would scare me about that is I think you got the wrong tight end in there. I think Sam Laporta is the guy to to watch, but – um, but I do, I like your, I like it. Um, it, you, you know what? No, I'm going to back down on that. I don't like it because I don't think Jordan love is going to give you 275 passing yards. I, I think he could. I, I think Jordan love over 275 is the easier one there. The, the one that gives me a little concern is Jared Goff over 300. Uh, but I like both. Uh, I, I'm liking this. So I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, you mentioned the lions tied in. So before we start talking about that, want to go back to where these two teams are kind of coming as we're looking into this game. So I mentioned that last week, the lions beat the Falcons 20 to six. Now I noticed you had David Montgomery as an anytime touchdown score. You had AJ Dillon as an anytime touchdown score too. If we're talking about rushing, I think it's important to point out that Bijan Robinson for the Falcons last week against the lions was held to 10 carries, for 33 yards, mm-hmm. 33 yards. And that's that's the Falcons in an offense where you, you've got a few other parts. You've got Kyle Pitts. Uh, you've got Drake London. Bijan Robinson is viewed kind of universally as the next up-and-coming running back. And he was just stuffed by this Lions defense. So it makes me a little concerned for bets related to A.J. Dillon, related to Aaron Jones, because if the Lions were able to do that to Bijan Robinson, who I think at this point in his career, he's younger, obviously, than both Dylan and Jones, then I think they're going to have a much easier time stopping the Packers run game. No, and I would agree with that. I think I think where I'm seeing A.J. Dillon get his score, I think it's going to be one of those things where, like I said, I do think Love will be able to move the ball somewhat. Will you know? But then once you get into that red zone, you're going to have to try to punch it in. I don't think, you know... I just don't think that the offense for the Packers to me looks the way it would with Aaron Rodgers, where they're going to drop dimes in, you know, in the back pylon or something like that. I don't see it. So I'm seeing, you know, a couple goal line situations where, you know, he, he gets to punch one of them in, but you're right, man, that defense, could you have thought the way all the hype all off season, did you think you would see any game this year where Bijan Robinson would be held to three yards per carry 3.3 yards per carry. That's insane. Yeah, m- maybe, but it wasn't going to be against the Lions. That's for sure. So if, yeah. if you were telling me, okay, well, maybe it was going to be against the Titans front seven or or the 49ers or the Eagles or even the Saints, I might not be too surprised. But, man, against the Lions, the Lions just shutting down Bijan Robinson like that and, and riding in, again, you talk about momentum, riding that momentum into week four, that defense has to be feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, yeah. So next I want to talk about the bet of the week for the game. Last week, we all picked our bet of the week, the individual odds that we saw for a specific bet that we thought, you know what, can't pass this up. Before I talk about last week, let's talk about this week. Let's talk about what we got ahead of us with the Packers and Lions. And I've got mine. I found it. It is Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs catches a pass on the first Packers drive. Just one pass. One or more. If he catches three, it still hits. So Romeo Dobbs will catch at least one pass on the Packers' first drive. That is plus 185. So a $100 bet pays out 185 on that. And I think that I think those are good odds. I mean, we don't know quite yet at this moment if Christian Watson is going to be available. If he is, I still think that's good odds. I think, you know, because they're going to try to work him back into the offense. They're going to try to, you know, figure out how to make it easy on him. So I could absolutely see him one reception being something that happens on that drive for him. Yeah. Re- uh, remember, I'm thinking the the Packers are probably going to punch it in the end zone. So I, I'm expecting a long drive mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. as long as Dobbs gets one catch, I don't care if Watson gets two. I don't care if Jaden Reed gets four. As long as Romeo Dobbs gets one, this bet hits. Yeah. No, I think I, I, 
I would feel comfortable placing that bet. Uh, I'm going to go again. Uh, all my bets seem to be uh, leaning towards the Lions here for plus 225. I'm going to go on the Lions first drive. They'll have one play of 10 or more yards rushing. And that's plus 225. The Lions will have at least one play rushing 10 or more yards. And that's plus 225. Ooh, I don't like that one at all. At all. So I'm assuming David Montgomery, Jameer Gibbs, which one? Who do you think gets it? I'm going to go Gibbs. I'm going to go Gibbs gets it. Yeah, that, that's tough. 10 yards is a, is a big run, especially on that on an early drive. But we'll see. I'm excited to see it happen. Stats, baby, come back. I love you. I'm sorry. I, I need you here. Last week, bet of the week, to be clear, you were wrong. To, to make sure that people understand – you said your bet of the week was going to be George Kittle anytime touchdown score for the 49ers last week. And that didn't happen. So let me start by just reminding you and the people at home that you were wrong. That is true. But we also had a little side bet. As Again, I, 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 I let my hubris get to me. I was just I was feeling myself after a, a really strong week, too, that I was like, you know what? I just can't go wrong. I, I can't say a bet that's not going to hit. And here it is. I laid it out. I said Darren Waller is going to have more receiving yards than George Kittle. I didn't know that the 49ers were going to commit defensive pass interference every time they threw the ball at Waller. I didn't know that (laughs) Daniel Jones was just going to miss Waller for a touchdown. I didn't know. Okay, I did the best I could. But Daniel Jones' inaccuracy caught you off guard at this point? All that matters is stats... I'm sorry. I was wrong. I will never question your 49ers fandom or knowledge ever again. I, I will yield to you, almighty oh 49ers Lord, about anything related to the 49ers. Well, that's good. It's about time. Now, if you want my best bet for this game, I'm going to go Aiden Hutchinson at least one sack. And that's plus 154. I have been loving these bets lately, these defensive bets. One sack. Give me the other team's best pass rusher. They got to make one freaking play. And you got the whole game to hit on this bet. I absolutely love it. I'm a big fan of Aiden Hutchinson. I just think one way or another, maybe it'll be an effort sack, that kind of a thing, or a coverage sack. I don't care. I don't care the reason behind it, but I think he's going to get one. And it's plus money. It's plus 154. So that's where I'm going to put my money so to be clear you said do we want your bet of the week the answer was no i didn't want it so please leave uh-huh. thank you i wanted um, stats i i wanted no bet. no you didn't no you no you didn't i'm just saying um, stats is my guy <laughs> so david bakhtiari missed last week if he happens to miss again then yeah that aiden hutchinson pick uh for a sack against jordan love and the packers is looking all the more uh juicy for your money to throw down. What did you think about that one, Spence? That was pretty good. Honestly, I think, you know, my only issue with a lot of these bets is um, is what happens every year with football, right? Every time you watch a game, you have you, you know what it's going to be. We feel so confident. And then right before the game comes out, the injury report or the inactives come out, and it's like, <clears throat> holy crap, I got to change exactly what I'm doing. And that's what happened to me last week. That's the only reason why you were victorious with my parlay, because – one of my guys wasn't active. So I don't know. This is Tuesday night as of this point. So I don't know how confident that I'm going to be with a lot of these bets, but I'm going with it. If you ever feel that way again, I would just invite you to go back in and listen to your parlays about the Minnesota Vikings and then just come back with a little bit of humility. Okay? No, no. Just never. go back never. in and remember everything you said there. But again, your apology is coming later. Don't worry. Is I haven't forgotten. Oh, is oh it is. It, it <sighs> is. All right. So back to this game, please, Spence. Okay, geez. Mm-hmm. Fantasy football. Let's not get to your Thor award just yet. What are your thoughts? Start, sit, any players you're looking at here? Uh, St. Brown, um, you want to start him. You want to start. Um, I know you and Stats both seem to not be too confident on – really anything that Jared Goff is doing, but I don't understand why. Last season, Jared Goff was a top seven quarterback in fantasy football. Uh, This season, he's top nine as far as yards. He has more yards than Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, 
There's a list of quarterbacks who normally you would think, oh, these guys are going to be top five. He has more yards than than quite a bit of them. So I don't know. I'm going to say you start Jared Goff if you have him. Yeah, I I don't disagree, though. I mean, granted, I I don't think it's super fair to start looking at counting stats three weeks in and start comparing player to player and say, oh, well, Jared Goff has more passing yards than – Patrick Mahomes. Do we think that's going to be the case at the end of the year? Is is that what no, you're, you're saying? No. So, and by any means, well, by all means, I don't want anybody to think that I'm even putting him on the same category as talent. I'm not saying that he's nowhere near as good as any of these guys. Like, you know, and I only have this list because I wrote the article earlier for, for something else. And it's like, you know, you look at this and it's, it's quite a list of people and it's like, okay, but he's a fantasy. He's a fantasy option. If you don't have the top guys, He's one of the guys that can help you win your season, even even if the Lions aren't the, the division leaders at the end of the year. His play is good enough to help you win. You know, I, I again, I agree. I think the same thing with Jordan Love, too, though. I think that if you have Fair. either of these quarterbacks and you, you didn't draft a quarterback earlier in, in your drafts, or maybe you drafted someone like Anthony Richardson, you're still not sure if he's going to be playing for the Colts this week. I think golf or, or Love are both options. I love St. Brown again still this week. Uh, you mentioned David Montgomery as an anytime touchdown score. I still like Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I think he's going to be the star in that Lions backfield. But that's kind of it for me. So on the pack, and when I say kind of it, I mean the entire game. When wow. I look at the Packers, if Christian Watson plays, I think he's talented enough to where you start him. But I don't really start any of the other Packers I, because you don't know who it's going to be. Is it Jaden Reed? Is it Romeo Dobbs? Mm-hmm. Especially if Watson plays. So I don't think I start really any of the Packers' offense. If you have Aaron Jones, how does he look coming back from injury? A.J. Dillon hasn't looked great as a sole back. So I don't know. I think maybe aside from Love, if you need to, or Christian Watson, if he plays, I probably don't touch many of the Packers heading into this game. Well, I agree with you on the Packers' side. But one more player, and I was just waiting to hold off into our Thor of the Week conversation, but uh, Sam Laporta, man, look, He's had every so for the three games this year, he's had eight receptions, five receptions, and five receptions. So he's had 22 targets and 18 receptions. He's second in the NFL amongst tight ends in receptions. He's first amongst tight ends for yards. So, and he only has one touchdown so far, but at some point, man, those targets, he, him being this involved in the offense, and he's a, he's a good player he's going is going to turn into points is going to turn into you know it's going to be one of those situations where hey now we see the why the lions don't miss hawkinson it's already that so i for me my thor pick of the week is sam laporta and he's one of those other guys that i would say if you have him on your roster for some if for any dumb reason if he's available i mean gosh you got to get this guy he's gonna he's gonna burn this league up for for his position the power Maybe so. I could also see a scenario where he's, I don't want to say a flash in the pan, but we've seen players come in early and have a three-week, four-week, five-week stretch and look like they're going to be the next big thing and then end up not. So I don't know. I I think Laporta could have a good game, but if I had to have a, a Thor of the week, so I guess cue the sound effect. Gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims. My Thor, my star player for the week, is going to be who I said earlier. It's Jameer Gibbs. I think Gibbs has looked great each week. I think with David Montgomery out, the Lions were able to see the kind of explosive play that Gibbs brings to that offense. Uh, So in week two against the Seahawks, Gibbs had seven carries for 17 yards. So that was averaging 2.4 yards a carry. Last week against the Falcons defense, that also has looked pretty good, the Falcons defense. Gibbs ran 17 times for 80 yards, so averaging 4.7, doubling his per carry total. I think that continues to improve. He still hasn't scored a rushing touchdown yet. I think this is probably the week that he does. Uh, Again, I understand Montgomery might be the more goal line back, but I think Gibbs could be someone to punch it in from seven, eight yards out instead of having to wait till it's first and goal from the one. So I like Gibbs. I like everything I've seen so far. I think he's everything that the Lions hoped he would be when they drafted him early. And I think this is going to be another week where we start to see the progression of Jameer Gibbs. Didn't you? What was your um, your first score of the game? What did you take? I had Packers touchdown. 
Okay, so it was stats that had Lions touchdown. I was going to say, you know what? I could go all in with you and say that Gibbs gets a 11-yard touchdown run on the first drive of the game, and I, I would absolutely switch my first score. But I'm not well, going to do that. But, I mean, I, I absolutely would double down on that. Well, and that would be your bet of the week, right? Because he needs, uh, as long as the Lions get a rush over 10 yards, your, your yeah. bet of the week hits. But what Gibbs is able to do in the passing game is also important, too. So he's a, he's a good runner, but he's also good just with the ball in his hands in space. So I could yeah. see a scenario, too, where he punches it in again on a catch and run 10, 11, 12 yards out. So we'll see. But I think Jameer Gibbs, when all is said and done and we look back, that Gibbs is going to be the guy. Because who did you pick last week? Do you remember Spence as your Thor of the war, Thor award for the 49ers game last week? I be, didn't I pick if I'm if I'm not mistaken? I thought it was um McCaffrey because it was I, like, yeah. So I I, I picked best. McCaffrey too, and then in week two, do you remember? I'm pretty sure it was Jordan Addison. It, yeah, it was. It was Addison. Yeah, who just stunk it up? I'm not saying was Lord it Addison that stunk it up? it up. Yes. Uh, so I think that. Well, again, I won't say stunk it up, but was not the the top performer of the week. I don't right, think right. it's going to be Laporta. I think this is going to be another one where you're going to end up taking the L, and then that's okay. Well, again, I just when I say this though, you, all jokes aside, you got to look at. So, granted, it's only been three games, but I think now once you get to three games, four games, you start to you can kind of start to see what the all you. you you can expect certain things. It's like, okay, this team is a run-heavy team. This team does this. This team does that. When you have a rookie tight end that is second in targets amongst tight ends, you know, now granted, I'm sure Travis Kelsey, will, if he was available week one, then this probably drops Laporta to three on the list. But still, to have that many targets in this type of offense, I think we're going to see this again this week, and we'll see it. We're going to see it until they get back you know, I don't know. I, I just, I'm telling you, I don't think he's going to stink this up. This is part, he's a big part of their offense. You know what this reminds me of is, what was his name? Greg Dolchik, the, the Broncos tight end, who just mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. really looking good, like he was going to be a big part of the offense in Denver, and then ended up just being nothing. Maybe, maybe that's Russell Wilson's fault. I don't know. But until I see <laughs> it for a little bit longer, I'm not ready to crown uh, Laporta, but maybe I'll be wrong. Well, I'm hoping just for the sake of his career. I mean, I, he's been fun to watch so far for the first three games. And like I said, you know, I, I'm really hoping that I love I love seeing new talent come in, man. And, you know, once you once the old guys start to phase out, you know, and I love seeing the, the new generation of talent. And I think for tight end right now, if like the Bills Kincaid, I think he's going to be a big deal. Uh, so seeing I just love the young talent. All right. So. We talk about the Thor Award. I think that's a good uh, transition into our Marvel question of the week. So for those who uh, are catching in for the first time, what we've done is Stats has asked us a Marvel trivia question, and the winner of that trivia question then gets first dibs on a bet that's picked by Stats to then ask us an, an offer to the group. Unfortunately, we lost the <laughs> trivia question because Stats is just – purposefully just messing with us at this point but the betting prop that he picked even though it was offered to me i picked the wrong side i, I lost I, and, and that's okay i think spence needed that in his heart for brock purdy to go off i i know that purdy probably did that just for you spence because he knew what was what was riding on it no i just knew that the giants were terrible no no, no. you you knew that Purdy was – get out of here. Stats, are you ready for the question this week? Yes, I am ready for this week. Are you guys on your game? Because, like, I got to be honest. I was very disappointed with the Marvel knowledge last week. You I'm cheated. ready. We, we are ready for redemption. It's okay. We're ready for redemption. No, wait. No, because normally I would just let it slide. I do have to – we got to throw this out there because normally I'm not on Chris's side about anything. Listen, Chris and I both love Marvel, and we know Marvel. Stats went and threw out a question – that had like it what spider-man is not he was not part of the avengers yes he was tony stark literally it, it was him it was an ambiguous said, question you're a kid you're an avenger now but you know what it's in the past it's in the past it's okay but here's the deal just just to make this <laughs> clear stats when you have your your trivia question 
even though I placed the bet first and we were kind of running with the week one correct answer to the trivia question because Spence ultimately got the bet correct. He's going to get first dibs at your question. I don't want you stats to overcorrect now and just throw him a toss, uh, like just an easy softball question. Hey, so you can, bring your A game stats. I'm aiming for the All fences right. here. I'm going to assume for the sake of this question that you both have enjoyed the fantastic show WandaVision. Yes. Okay. Jay Spence, what are the names of Wanda's twins? Oh, God. She has twin boys. <sighs> They're not real twin boys, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. You have I'm, no clue. I, Look at his face. No he clue. has no clue. No, because I've seen the sh- I've seen it, but I that's not. I, I, yeah. I'm pretty I, I'm, sure. I'm a Marvel it. movie guy. So go ahead, Chris. You got it. And I'm, if you I'm got pretty, it, I, I think, literally I bow think. down to you. I'm, I think it is Billy and Tommy. Billy Finally, and Tommy is correct. And again, the, yeah. that is not just WandaVision. That came up in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness as well, just for what it's worth. All right. Okay. You there get you the go. first crack at the bet then, Chris. The bet for this week is each team to score a touchdown and a field goal in both halves. In both yes halves. is plus 1600. No is minus 20,000. Yeah, I'll take the no there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking the no. Well, I'll have to take the yes, but you know, my uh my score prediction says that they won't make it. I said 30 to 17. So uh, I don't think that the Green Bay Packers will, but for the sake of this, because Chris had first dibs, he's saying, yes, I'm going to, or he's saying, no, I'll go with the yes. This seems crazy to me. Like, I don't think it's that outrageous to think that both teams are going to score 10 points in each half. Like, really? I don't think the Packers are going to score 20. I gave them 17. I can't, like, predict 17 and then say they're going to do it. Yeah, that makes sense. I get it. All right, so... Let's talk next before we start talking about our bet of the week. Let's talk about but, some. Wait, side. Go I'm gonna I'm gonna place that bet though. Like I mean, because if it happens, like plus, you said, what do you say? Plus twenty thousand? No, it was minus <laughs> twenty thousand, and then plus oh, what? to do it, plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, so plus sixteen hundred, still not bad. No, I'm placing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, just throw your money. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting part of the NFL. They appreciate your donations, Spence, as always. Well, you know, I'm pretty good at DraftKings fantasy lineup. I've won the last couple of weeks. Um, shout out to Gina Thomas over at SB Nation. I've been completely dominating her uh, her Sunday fantasy league that she's been doing. And uh, so thanks for the free money, Gina. Love you. Yeah, well, she's a Falcons fan, so she obviously has poor judgment with the <laughs> NFL. So we understand that. Uh, news around the NFL. Obviously, biggest piece of news. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, are they, aren't they? That's the question we want to know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, As a Saints fan, obviously, the Derek Carr injury, uh, big piece of news, sprained AC joint, uh, officially considered week to week, unofficially probably two to four weeks uh, out with the, the hurt shoulder, which means this week it is officially Jameis Winston time. Spence, I remember back in week one, you were already saying, you know, Winston needs a chance. Give give it to him. Let Winston have another shot. Well, he's getting a shot. He got a shot last week for the second half. And I'll be honest, it didn't look that good. Well, I don't know how much he prepared. And I'm not going to give him an excuse. He did not look good. He did not. But listen, I tagged you as soon as it happened. I'm like, it's time. It is time. My guy, Jameis, the get the dubs yeah, eat the w. dubs yep. yeah my guy it's his time and i'm excited for him I, you know i know obviously when Derek carr comes back this is his team but i think what this does man it, this gives Jameis a, a chance to show some other teams like you know hey next year the jets should have th- looked at him this year instead of what they're doing they're bringing in uh, i forgot who i saw that they're bringing in but they're bringing in some did you did you see that i did it was some uh veteran quarterback right is it Trevor it was, Simeon? Uh, Trevor Simeon, yeah. So, so you know, come on. I think Jameis is better than Trevor Simeon. And speaking of the Jets, another thing, a piece of news around the NFL. Did you see that um, Colin Kaepernick sent a letter to the New York Jets asking 
for a chance to play on the practice squad. So that way they can see what it, what he's worth and if he can make it. Actually, I would like Stats' opinion on this, if, if he can jump back real quick, because I know Colin Kaepernick last played for the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think about um, him sending a Back when a, Stats a was a child. The team? He uh, sent a letter to the team through J. Cole, which I think that's cool, that J. Cole's speaking on behalf of Colin Kaepernick. But uh, what, what do you think at this point? I mean, it's been, what, six years? I think it has no chance of happening considering who owns the New York jets. And that is Woody Johnson. He's, he's not doing that (laughs) should from a pure football perspective. I don't know what the jets have to lose by adding Colin Kaepernick to the practice squad. I mean, the jets went from being one of the most interesting teams in the league to one of the least interesting teams in the league four plays into week one. So to me, at least if nothing else, it it adds interest and I, but it's not going to happen. Unfortunately, So, you know, we talked about Jameis Winston. Alvin Kamara for the Saints, his suspension is over, so he's coming back. This is setting up to potentially be a either a Cinderella story or a Cinderella nightmare for Jameis Winston being able to make his first start in, over, in the year against the team that drafted him, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, with Alvin Kamara back, with weapons around him, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. So if he can't make it happen in this little bit of a stretch that he gets now for the Saints, it might be over for Jameis Winston as an NFL starter. I'm buying a Winston jersey this week, and I'm going out Saturday and making it happen. Well, even as a Saints fan, when I look at this, I see the over-under in Saints-Buccaneers at minus one at uh, 40. I'm taking the under. That's my bet of the week. I know each week we look at uh, a bet of the week across the NFL. So this week for me, I think this could be – I again, I'm talking about the Saints – I didn't mention how Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers offense looked. So I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring, defensive-driven game. So I'm taking the under 40 points as my bet of the week for the Week 4 slate. And I think... Spence, (laughs) I actually don't want to come to you next. Stats, come on back real quick. I know we're we're pushing you out, bringing you back. Do you have a bet of the week for Week 4? Yes, I do have a better. I'm always prepared. Are you said yes, absolutely. <laughs> what am I thinking? I, you know what? I apologize again. First of all, you should be praising me because not only did I correctly make the bet of the week last week, it hit bigger than anybody could have possibly hoped because my bet of the week last week was Bron- was Dolphins minus six against the Broncos, and they won by 50. So just bow down to my expert NFL knowledge, but – this week you deserve it. Team. No, you deserve it. Stats. Play the bell for yourself. Play the bell. You deserve it. <laughs> Your bet of the week hit. My bet of the week hit. We're winners. Spences. We'll talk about in a second. But what you no, got? We stats? can talk about. Wait, no, they no, were no, no, losers. No. They uh, were absolute losers. You will, you I'm will so speak, disappointed with the Jaguars. You will speak when spoken to. Spence. No, no, I am stats, so disappointed. What with is the your Jaguars. bet of the week? Good grief! So am I. Trevor Lawrence, my fantasy quarterback. So big disappointment. Man. I'm going Seahawks plus one and a half over the Giants on Monday Night Football. How the Seahawks are getting points. I don't care that they're on the road. How are the Seahawks getting points against the Giants? The Giants are awful. I don't care if Saquon plays in the game. The Giants are hideously bad. I just watched that team up close. There, to me, is no way they beat the Seahawks. And I'm getting points, so I'll take Seattle all day. All right, Spence. Let let's hear your bet of the week this week. Well, my bet of the week, I'm gonna actually take um the 49ers to cover that spread against the Cardinals, man. They're they're right now sitting at uh minus 14. The Cardinals used their last genie wish of the season <laughs> against, against the Cowboys. The, against the Cowboys. It's not gonna happen two weeks in a row. Uh the 49ers look dominant against the Giants. They're gonna be dominant all year. They just have the type of offense that is tough for anybody to stop. Um, the Cardinals are now without their best defensive player f- for a minute. And so, no, it's just not going to happen. And, and they're not going to put up enough points to be able to hang with the 49ers. So I am, I'm pounding the table on the, <laughs> on the 49ers to cover that. Well, hopefully you'll be right this time. Cause last week, your bet of the week was Jaguars minus nine and a half over the Texans, which was Dude. another big old stinker from you. But more Dude. importantly, we talked about that game and I told you, I said, you know what? My bet of the week is going to be over 43 and a half for Texans Jaguars because I think the Texans are starting to put together points. I'm liking mm-hmm. what I'm seeing out of that Texans offense. 
You were not. You you were Chris. What is wrong with you? You're 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 wrong. You're stupid. You're dumb. Well, wait, you don't know what wait. you're talking about. Wait, you're all of that. But before we, because I know you're <laughs> going to pat yourself on the back. But before we do that, I just have to say, dude. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars should be absolutely embarrassed and ashamed with what they put on the field last week. Like I, the Broncos should be the most embarrassed, but after that, the Jaguars should be so embarrassed to lose to the worst team in their division. Like that, that it, you just don't, that's insane, but go ahead. Pat it's, yourself on the no, back. I, I disagree. I, apologize. I, I, I agree that the Denver Broncos should be the most embarrassed. And Sean Payton kind of hit on that in his post game interview, which is a, a great <laughs> listen. If you want to go back and find that, <laughs> but the second most embarrassed should be Spence uh, for choosing to, to argue with me that the Texans weren't going to be able to put up points. We had a little side bet that not only did I say it was going to be the over, I said, you know what? I'm liking the trends I'm seeing out of the Texans. I think they're going to score over 20 and a half. And they didn't let me down. And, and Spence, you were wrong again. You didn't believe me. And I think to close out this show, I need to hear your heartfelt apology. So I'm ready. Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Say it like <laughs> you mean it. Well, no, I do mean it. I mean it um, because – you know what? I'm so sorry that the Jacksonville Jaguars decided to look that terrible. I just don't understand it, man. You, 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 the offense that you put around this quarterback who's supposed to be the next greatest, and, he, and he's shown growth. He looks very good at most times. I don't know what's happening. You get Calvin Ridley, and he absolutely craps the bed. And you can't say that you know, he has to adjust to the offense because if you look at week one, he's making crazy plays. He had multiple touchdowns in that game. So you can't say there's no excuse. There's no excuse. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm still not the guy that going forward, I'm not going to say that I think that the Texans are going to be great. I still don't think that the offense is moving the ball enough in my opinion. Now they did against the Jaguars for some reason, the Jaguars just laid down and let them do whatever, but no, man, I, I I'm so frustrated. You're right. You were right. There it is. Okay. That's better. You're going to be wrong on the, uh, on this week. No, stuff, no, no, no. Stop it. You know this... what? All right. No, Go especially ahead. About, about the Hit us the, with the, the outro and take us home. But you were right. Okay? You were right. But I'm telling Goodbye. you. Them Jaguars, man, they, they should be embarrassed. They should be embarrassed.